and Nine Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? I'm doing good. I always feel like your intro is a little bit, a little bit low, man. A little bit low. A little bit low. A little bit down on the energy, man. Well, let's try that again. Yeah. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, <laughs> the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. There we go. My name is Corey. I'm Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing good. Okay, good. Uh, this week. On Switch the Envelope, we're going to approach the Academy Awards a little differently. We're doing Al, something way different. Al, Al's manuf- uh, malfunctioning uh, a little bit. We sent him in for repair at yeah, Radio Shack. He, he was going off a little weird on the last episode, and like we asked for him. He didn't come through, so we had to send him to Radio Shack to get, uh, to get fixed. So we had to bring in a resident entertainment expert. So this week, hold your applause, we have a guest. We do have a guest this week. We do week. have a guest. I mean, I, th- I think she was supposed to be here on the episode three. We're not going to shame up. her We right show up now. for episode three? Hey, calm down. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're bringing in uh, our friend and uh, a resident uh, entertainment expert. She specializes mostly in, in TV knowledge, you would say, yes? A little bit more, yeah. TV would be her thing. So this week, she's going to be our Al, basically. Uh, please welcome to the show, Vanessa. Hello. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank doing, you. Are you ready to talk about entertainment? Yes. Yes, I you, think. you are. You've got you've got that part of your brain ignited. The <laughs> it's ready to go. As it's firing much as it on all cylinders. Be, yes. All right, cool. Uh, so, because you uh, say you you are an expert more in TV, and this is a movie podcast, I think we split the difference. Well, we have no other choice but then to talk about film music exactly yes that would be the best way to go mm-hmm. yeah and really everybody in this room is mad at me right now since we didn't have al he's gone so i, mean, I picked the category you're and in charge mad. of al during everybody's the rest mad. of the week everybody's mad at me because of the category i picked because it wasn't good enough so um here we go we're gonna try this out yeah we're gonna try to get through it music tell us jeff what we're trying to accomplish today it's a little different from our regular switch down okay so here's the deal has anybody ever seen a movie that was a fantastic movie. It was a wonderful movie. You st- it stayed with you. It still stays with you. Mm-hmm. And every time you hear the theme music, you think to yourself, I want to go back and see that movie because of how, how wonderful, how, what the, the emotion that it made me feel. Sure. Plenty, to me, plenty to me of movies, movies like that are like Breakfast Club. Yeah. I hear, movie, I hear Simple Minds and I think, God, I want to go see Breakfast Club. Don't you forget about that movie, Jeff. Exactly. Now, we're going to talk about the movies that, have, that, don't, that don't do that to you. Oh, oh! So we're gonna we're gonna talk about those movies that are just terrible. So bad movies. Bad movies. Okay. All right. This bad is a, movies. This is quite a departure from yes, the envelope. But movies that we cannot use the words, we cannot use the words wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> exuberant. We cannot, exuberant. We cannot say that they are compelling, good in any way possible, <laughs> because they're shit. Okay. Bad. Let's just let's just movies. say they're shit movies. How, but, how, yeah, how would this tie back into sort of Oscar-worthy something? But we still keep coming back to them because of their 
music oh. because of their soundtracks, because of their theme songs, because of something about them. They had these original songs that made okay. them Oscar-worthy original songs. So so songs that were worthy of best original song from a movie that's absolutely trash. Absolutely fucking shit. Shittiest right. ones. I, I get it. Before we start, I, I really have to know, Jeff, though, like, why, why this? Like, what, what spurred this instead of our normal format? Well, as you know, the legendary Burt Reynolds just died. Oh, R.I.P. He passed away. Sweet hair. And uh, throw a little R.I.P. on that goodness. Yeah. To me, one of his best movies was Boogie Nights. Oh, it's a great film. And what I can <laughs> remember about Boogie Nights, it was I didn't know it was about the porn industry. Sure. I just knew it had a great soundtrack, because I heard the soundtrack before I went great to the movie. Great prosthetics. Great prosthetics, mm-hmm. but it had a great soundtrack, and that's what drew me to the film. So if I hadn't listened to the soundtrack, and if I hadn't heard the music in all the ads and the trailers, I wouldn't have gone to see the film. Sure. And I just started thinking, what are those films that I've gone to see because of that that were terrible? Dangerous Minds. <clears throat> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. The, you know what I mean? When you say the Dangerous Minds. Okay, Vanessa, what comes to your mind? Dangerous Minds. What song? Coolio. 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 Gangsta's Paradise, right? Yeah, that song was huge. Yes, in what like ninety five or whenever that song. Yeah, hey, Resident uh, New Al. What year did Dangerous Minds come out? Ninety five. Was it was it confirmed in ninety five? She has no idea. Okay, that's fine. So, I saw it when it first came out, right. and that was in the nineties. That's all I remember. New Al, not as good as old Al. <laughs> My apologies. But it's what we have. It's what we're working with. Ah, right 95, now. though, I was right. 95. Okay, okay confirmed. 95. 95. Thanks, okay, Al. So, not a great movie. Great I mean, song at the time. Who who doesn't need another movie where a rich, entitled white person teaches urban kids how to be civilized? <laughs> Nobody needed that movie Nobody even then. that movie. But the song, the song <laughs> was so... a condescending premise. Yeah, but I mean, the song was so good. Coolio was... At the top of his game. Oh, yeah. And, and that dude that sings that chorus was just sweating the entire time. Like, he was just drenched in that video. Yes. Like, w- they couldn't have toweled him off. Like, you're shooting <laughs> a music were, video. They weren't telling him off. They were going off. for that. Yeah. They, they were, were going for fat, sweaty guy. Yeah. They, were, they were spraying they were like, him during yeah, that. Yeah. That's really going to sit the with the like. kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we've compiled a top 10 list of the worst movies with the best soundtracks. So, or best soundtracks or best songs or best songs that could be an Academy Award winner or in some cases were an Academy Award winner. Okay, so the song has to be really good. Movie has to be pretty terrible. Yeah, so the song is fantastic. The song is something that brings you to the movie. So you actually, in some cases, you actually saw the movie because the music was so good. Okay. Or you are nostalgic for this movie because the music is so good. Right. However... The movie is not good. Not good. Movie bad. Got it. Movie music, bad. Music, music good. good. I think one more time to really sell it. Okay. So, movie bad. <laughs> Song. Music good. Great. Okay. Okay. Top 10 list. Uma. Oprah. 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 Uma. Remember, he didn't return he didn't. because of he that didn't joke. That. So, let's move on to a yeah, top let's, 10 let's list. Let's keep going. Go ahead. Okay, so we're doing our top 10 list. We're starting with the number 10 song. We're going to talk about the, the song Live and Let Die. Yes. So I believe, Vanessa, you picked this, yes? Yes, in a way. In a way? <laughs> in a way. You're talking about the Roger Moore <laughs> movie, Live and Let Die. It's a Bond film, Roger yes. Moore. 
So most men would say that the Roger Moore series of Bond films not are great. just not Not good. great. So yes, shit movie. Shit movie. <laughs> now, most people that would say that of all the non-Beatles Paul McCartney music, Live and Dead, Let Die... It's, it's a great song. Probably it's one song. of his best. It's a great song. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, it's no band on the run, but you know. I think it is definitely a band <laughs> on the run. <laughs> uh, no, Live and Let Die is, is a great song um, and a great theme to a Bond movie. It's too bad that the Bond movie itself is not great. You know, yeah, the Roger Moore stuff. I mean, of the Roger Moore movies, this might be the better of the Roger Moore movies. It doesn't say a lot about it because the lot of them were not, not really all that great. Um, and there's not even like a sort of like like a cool weird bond veneer that the sean connery bad ones even had where it's just like yeah but it's bond and you're like it's sean connery and he's great when roger moore was doing it, you're just like who's this creepy dude <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's not the same breaking down voodoo people i got it was, it's not a good film not a good film. well i just think that okay first of all it's a bond film so there's a lot of people out there that would say that any bond film is any good. Pre Dalton Bond film is a great good Bond film. Pre Dalton, pre Dalton Bond is, film is, is good, a good good film. Bond film. And then mm. after, after uh, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan had like one. I like had, the Pierce Brosnan. He had ones. like Goldeneye, which was was really solid. You go back and watch like Die Another Day, and you know like the the other ones don't hold up. He, a lot of people. He is Remington Steele in almost all his in all his Bond. It's, it's Remington Steele. As bonds, <laughs> exactly. So I think that that's what people can't get past. Once you, yeah. it's it, there's a clear difference between him and New Bond. But the new Bond movies, they're all made a little darker. They're not as they're not as uh, yeah. They're, Remington Steel. They're not. The, they're not as, as campy. The, they're not yeah. as campy as, as the old the old Bonds, uh, and rightfully so because cinema now. If you put out a campy movie, you're just like, well, that's just bad. You know, there there isn't a lot of room for that like tongue in cheek campiness without it being like overly done in a way where you're like, clearly this is a style. But since you're continuing a franchise that people love, it was like if they decided, you know, to come up with a Harry Potter film that was just like Harry Potter slapstick, you know, like it wouldn't work. Definitely wouldn't work. You know, because <laughs> you would be completely changing the direction um, towards what modern cinema is. You know, like it would be sort of regressing back. You know, anyway. people in. Radio Land can't see you do that dance, but it's really funny. No, but that was just for you guys. <laughs> I didn't want to touch anything and break anything. You're not gonna break anything. <clears throat> I mean, you actually probably you might. You you, you, you could, might. You could. Break I something. might. Yes. Normal <laughs> people wouldn't. You Please might. Thanks. Don't break thanks anything. Thanks for. Th- Dude, this is a long ass list. I'm drink my pon- my power. All right. So moving off of number ten in 1973's "Live and Let Die." Live and let die. Oh, that was so good. That was a little that less little less Bon Jovi-ish. It was it was less less Bon Jovi. Uh, moving on to number nine on our list, Vanessa. What what have you selected for number nine on our list? I have selected Con Air's "How Do I Live." Oh, that was like Grammy nominated as well. It was, even though it was country, and it was so like it was nominated for both an Oscar and a Grammy in the same year. Although I think the version that's in Con Air is that the Faith Hill version or is that the Leanne Rhymes version? I am not aware. Diane Warren. Well, Diane Warren wrote the song. Diane Warren, by the by the way, is one of the most prolific Oscar songwriters. She's been nominated. I don't know how many times, but like, she pops up almost every every year from (laughs) like the (laughs) the the seventies in through now. She's an incredible. 
incredible songwriter that always gets Oscar nominated uh, songs. It's, so it's, the question is, how did this prolific songwriter wind up being the songwriter for fucking Con Air? Well, see. Which is not only a bad movie, it's, it's a bad <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie with but it's A-list actors in it. It's fun. Look, when, when they were making that movie, it was a big budget uh, movie. They had with John Malkovich. John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, you know, like... Um, uh, Dave Chappelle. Is Dave, Dave Chappelle's in... He yeah. Is? Yeah, Dave Chappelle's in Dave it. Chappelle plays the guy... He plays, I think it's 8-Ball is his name in mm. that movie. He gets thrown out of the plane. That, and, that whole... Uh, John Cusack's in that movie. Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. That movie is stacked with with huge actors. I don't know what that movie actors. would be like without Ving Rhames. I know. <laughs> uh, that movie is stacked with huge actors. That it was a giant bunch of. Is it like a Michael Bay film? Yes. Okay, so damn, it's Michael, nice on the Michael Bay pull. No, it's Bruckheimer. Awesome. So Jerry Bruckheimer. Never mind. I take it that. It feels like a Michael Bay film <laughs> yeah, because there's lots of explosions <laughs> and no story. Jerry Bruckheimer, kind of the same thing. <laughs> it was not supposed to be a terrible film. <laughs> Yeah. According to the studio, it just ended up being a really terrible film. But it's fun. That was also during the time that Nicolas Cage had every single one of his movies he was ending up in Las Vegas. Every single one of them. <laughs> every, every movie. Or one he was trying to leave Las Vegas, right? He was trying to leave Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't. Couldn't. But he tried. He did, honey, he did Honeymoon in Vegas. He did yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. He did Con, Con Air, Air, which ends in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they all happened within the same, within the same like two years. Yeah. Con, Air, Con Air's real cheesy. And that song would have been in line with a big budget film like Hire Somebody Like Diane Warren. To Maybe they hired her before they realized how terrible the movie was. Yeah, Maybe they definitely. commissioned it. Oh, guaranteed. Had it made, and then... And that song, that song does Wait. not match that movie at all. No, 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 because there's the storyline about him leaving his wife trying to get back to his kid. Who plays the wife? There's, uh, there's... It's uh, January Jones, I think. No. N- no. It's not January it's, Jones. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Did she just pull a name out? It's, <laughs> it's not January Jones. It's, yeah, it's a chick from Mad Men. No, it's she not. She may have been <laughs> 14. January it's not Jones. January, it's not January not Jones. Chick- She's not Man- Mad Men? The blonde lady from it, no, that is January Jones. Yeah, that's January Jones. That's not who's in Connor. I don't know who's in Connor. No, it's, no, it's it's a lady that looks like January Jones. Monica Potter. Monica Potter. Monica Potter. She's from Parenthood on TV. That's yes. where. Yeah, Monica Potter. Totally different decades. Who, yes, she's the January Jones of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> the, but that song, the um, how do I live without without you? Uh, it was was nominated. It's a good song. It's a great song. Does not fit Con Air at all. It is not the right tone. It is not the like. Well, it is for the backstory of him trying to get home to his kid, the which words, is how do, how do I, I live, live without you? Yes, that fits. Nothing else fits. I think it's the Faith Hill version that that ended up in the film. I don't but know. There was you, also if, a Leanne Ryan. If we're version. wrong, it's then the Twitter Leanne us. Ryan's tweet us one. in the film. Yes. You're sure positive. Yes. This is this okay. is our new Al, man. You can't, you can't. Thanks, Al. Do you ever argue with Al? You don't I, argue. With I'm Al. sorry. I'm sorry, Al. <laughs> it's okay. Al's a Radio Shack. <laughs> 1997, Con Air comes comes out. Um, it loses though that year to My Heart Will Go On from Titanic, which I think which is also is another a great crappy movie, song or crappy great movie, crappy and great song, crappy movie, crappy song, Titanic. I mean that that my heart will go on is a is a real epic song. That song matches. That's the an movie. epic movie too. Come yes, on. it matches the movie, but I'm not a big fan of either. It's an epic yeah, movie. I, that movie is is great special effects. Okay, put it this way: not that movie's great. iconic. It is iconic. That's okay. True. You can't. You can. I, All right, doesn't belong on the list. You can. Fine. You can. Con be, Air definitely you can belongs say, on this list. You can say that it's a good or bad movie. I there's you can say either way, but it is an iconic movie but it's so disconnected to, to the movie like when that song comes on it comes on just as the end credits are about to roll 
and then becomes the end credit song. Um, it's when they're like running towards his daughter. Yeah, yeah, and it it's it's so not what the rest of the movie was at all. It's it's really funny. It's very disconnected. It sort of just feels plopped right on there. They wanted to like up the emotional aspect of, of the movie, which there is none throughout the entire movie. It's just Nicolas Cage grimacing, saying that he has to no, get back there's to some, his, his there's daughter. There's some creepy-ass shit in that there's movie. Creepy. Yo, like creep, creepy stuff. Steve Buscemi. Steve. When he, when, there's oh great God, performances. That's... It's just a bad story and a bad film. Special effects are really yeah. bad. Like it's it's a, it's a weird, weird little piece of cinema <laughs> that has diehard fans. It's kind of a cult film at this point. There's some really strong, like we're probably going to get some hate mail from some Con Air people. I because love they love Conair so much. I, I like. I, I'm with you. It's got I'm my two you, favorite actors, I, I like Nicholas Cage and John Cusack. So how can you go wrong? I mean, but it does go very wrong. I don't think. Here's the thing, <laughs> well, though. Yeah. The, the plane story. Crashes, so yes, no, it the story. Wrong. The story may be bad, and the writing may be bad, but the actual acting isn't bad in the movie. Yeah, I think like on a regular metric. First of all, would it wait, would be like a three and a half? Nicholas Cage's acting in that movie is terrible. Oh but yeah. The rest Everybody of the acting around is him is yeah. great. Like I say, it would probably get like a three, maybe three and a half on our metric because it's enjoyable and you can watch it multiple Isn't times. Is Danny Trejo and... in that movie too? Yes, Danny Trejo's in that movie. Dude, there's so many good Machete actors in that movie. Machete is on that plane. Number eight. What okay, are we looking so at? So number, number eight, eight on our list of bad movies with great original songs or soundtracks. Number eight, Vanessa. What did you pick for us? Uh, Sooner or Later from Dick Tracy. Sooner or Later from Dick Tracy. And I'd have to say that on this list, we should put basically the entire Dick Tracy soundtrack. Yes, they are all good songs. Because Vogue is on this soundtrack. And Vogue is one of the biggest songs of the 80s from Madonna. 90s. I don't know this song. Okay. (laughs) I know Dick Tracy. You're a bad person. I know Dick Tracy. I like Dick Tracy. Uh, Can recognize that it's not a great film. It's like heavily think, stylized. I watched it as a kid. I know that it does okay, not let's hold up. It's the greatest comic book been, movie ever. We're a little split on whether this movie belongs on this list. Because I mean, Dick Tracy, not, not, it doesn't the, hold up. Let's so go through not, our metric real okay. fast. Dick okay. Tracy, go. So on our metric, is does it, it have? is it timeless? No. Not really. No. I don't think it's timeless because I don't think it holds up. No. Yeah, no. It doesn't hold up. It, yeah. Okay. Is the story compelling? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I enjoy it, but I know it's bad. I don't even think the story is that story is that compelling. I think the story is very no, average. With the, with the little boy from Hook and like and like, this, yeah, that's compelling. There's compelling moments in it. The Madonna stuff, not so much. She kind of she kind of kills most of the movie. Yeah, she's good in in A League of Their Own. She's not yes, that good in fantastic. In, I mean, that's probably the only movie we should ever talk about that Madonna's in where you talk about her acting in a movie. She wasn't bad. What do you think? To story compelling? With. I like the story. Yeah. Okay. I, I would give it compelling. Okay, so we are giving it a finger for that. I mean, you seem torn, so we could give it a half. That's fine. We'll give it a finger. Full finger. Okay. Give it the finger. Uh, is Does it hold up to multiple viewings? Yes. Yes. I think because of the nostalgia aspect, yes. If it's on the TV, I will watch it. Yeah, I'll yeah, watch it. it holds up to multiple viewings. And, and I'll sit there and grimace through a lot of the like, ooh, this is not a good scene. Ooh. This is weird. But uh, yeah, I'll watch it multiple times. Okay. Is it a well-cast movie? Yes. Yes and no. Absolutely, dude. It's got Al Pacino. Yes and, and no. It's got every major... Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. <sighs> D- Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, no. It has great people in its cast, but then it also has Madonna. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> I love that guy. Does he, does he kill our six-figure man in that? What? Is that- Paul Servino. Paul oh. Servino's in that movie. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Okay, so give it a well. I mean, Madonna- and honestly, Mandy Patinkin, uh, hello, Princess Bride. He's, That's why I said, like, does, yeah. does he kill a six finger man in, in yeah. uh, Dick well, Tracy too? 
But it's not a whole cast. That's why I don't feel I can give it a full. What? Because what? Madonna, Madonna's terrible in it. She's not terrible. So you'll I w- take I would it away say... just because of Madonna? Yeah, it's not I take completely well cast. I wouldn't take it away for just for Madonna. All right, well, a half a point then. You're really? Okay, two yeah. and a half. Okay, two and a half fingers. Would you recommend this movie? Yes. Nah. I don't, I, just, I don't I don't think that it's one where like if somebody had never seen Dick Tracy like if you're like oh, I've never seen Dick Tracy you'd be like oh okay if someone had never seen Dick Tracy <laughs> then I'm definitely yeah. making them watch it if I've, if someone's never okay. seen Dick Tracy I really would be like sit down and watch come on movie. you've never seen Dick Tracy <laughs> I, I it's not one where especially like, someone our age well, put well it this, see but yeah. it's just anybody it does, you you can't like just qualify by like oh yeah somebody that is my contemporary that hasn't seen it it's like if anybody hasn't seen it would you be like oh my god you got to see this let's watch this right now. You would not recommend Dick Tracy. No, because it's who cares. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so we it's got not his three. Best work. So we giving we're giving this three fingers. Three fingers. Yeah. Three fingers. Which okay, is, well on our metric, three driving fingers. Miss Daisy level. Yeah, it's, that's no, that's less than driving Miss Daisy. I think we yeah, gave it like three and a half. Less than driving. So bad movie. <laughs> bad movie. Okay, so we can put it on the keep it on this list. Okay. <laughs> All right. So keeping that on this list, then uh, we I mean, can go. It, sooner or later, won the Academy Award. I've never heard this song. <laughs> Sooner or later, you're gonna be mine. I'm totally really? editing that's, that. That's, what it that's is? exactly how it sounds. Because when There's I hear with, a, with somebody who can actually sing, when when I see that song title, I think of that. Sooner or later, sooner or later, who's that? Like Talking Heads? What is what is it? Who said? Who sings that song? Uh, yeah, it's like Talking Heads, or yeah, isn't it? Sooner or later, like that. You know, that Maybe it's Wang song? Chung. I don't Maybe. know. It's probably not. Thanks, Al, for filling us in again. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, but totally not that song, right? It's 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 totally no, it's not a different it's, song. Does Madonna sing this all. song? She does. She yes. sings this song. Oh, so it's the song that she sings in the nightclub, like towards the end. No, before it's, it's, it's revealed the song that she's she sings. She sings this the, song the, the, the during a montage person. of the two gangs fighting each other. They're shooting each other up. Dick Tracy's going after one gang. The other gang's going after. It's a montage of scenes of everybody shooting each other, and, and Al she's Pacino's singing just it. going crazy. Yeah, and Al Pacino's like screaming in his office. With his really creepy mustache. Yeah, but you can't see. I mean, there's no sound except for this song playing gently over all this violence. Okay. Uh, All right. That's fine. It's actually not the best song in the the soundtrack, but the soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. But it's a good song? It's a great song. It's a great song. Okay. Well, it won an Academy Award, so it's probably decent. I, I I don't remember... Well, we can move on from Dick Tracy, right. but we we have, but that's one one of the whatever. We're moving on from Dick Tracy. Fuck Dick Tracy. The next on our list. I got one. Next on our list. Uh, let's do number. This would be num- number seven. seven. Okay, I got number it. seven. I got it. Totally okay. got one. This one's a bit of a throwback. I'm going to 1987. We're talking Starship. We're talking another Diane Warren song. <laughs> Diane Warren wrote this song. Yes. And Jefferson Starship were the ones. Wait, not is this, just is this, Starship. Is this they were just Starship? At was this, this Gracie Slick? No, because it's just Starship. Was it just Starship after she leaves? Starship, I believe, is like Jefferson Starship did. We built this city, and then they left the Jefferson off of it. They did Starship. They did this song for the movie Mannequin. Oh God, the greatest bad movie ever. Nothing's Vanessa. I know you're with me. Gonna. On this. I like the movie. Stop us. Okay. Now, no, nothing's gonna stop us now. We awesome, can, we can build this bridge together, guys. <laughs> From ten to one. Okay, so uh, do we believe that Mannequin is actually a bad movie? It's not Oscar worthy, right? Mannequin is not a great movie. I mean, the guy was carrying around a mannequin that everyone thought he was dating. So, it's... but he was internalizing his personal struggle 
into the mannequin itself. And <laughs> in, what he was doing into was... Into the mannequin. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how do we not, know that? It's not how do we know that, that <laughs> from a fan fiction standpoint? How do we know that this wasn't the start of Sex in the City? And what Sex in the City is is four mannequins that were created from this show, and that <laughs> I it mean, starts with Kim Cattrall and ends with Sex in the City, and they're really all mannequins. I mean, that's an which interesting are internalized theory. versions of Andrew McCarthy's life started. Back at at Gimbal's or wherever the fuck he works, <laughs> that would be great. And their Sex in the City when they're all talking and hanging out, they're actually in the window. They're oh, of Sex in the City is actually just a just a window. Dude, if they had ended that series with them as mannequins, that in would be a window dressing awesome. thing ever. That would have been so fucking epic. If Kim Cattrall was back I might have to being a mannequin, show. and then the song Shit. comes on. Okay. We are starting hashtag oh, Sex in the City, City Mannequins. Sex in the City Mannequins. Yeah. Make it make it viral. <laughs> now go, lords of But that's the song that's great for this terrible movie. Yeah, Mannequin, not, not a great movie, but uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now is is a is a pretty decent I mean like I I defy you when that song comes on to not sing along to it. I can't stop singing to it now in my head. It, it's yeah. running over and over again. <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> and you can't help but dance it's such a great song it is i can't sing anymore else we have to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean that that year in general the, the 88 oscars uh original song it had uh a song from the princess bride it had a dirty what dancing song, song from the princess bride? it had a song from Prin- beverly hills cop 2 what song, uh, from, princess the song bride? from princess bride is called storybook love is it the song that actually is playing when they're kissing maybe uh, and then Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is kind of a shitty movie for me, but it has a lot of... We will get to that. It has a lot of fans. <laughs> it's debatable. Um, so yeah, that's number seven. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship, written by Diane motherfucking Warren. Isn't she a senator? I didn't know that was her name. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> uh, moving on to number six. Number six. Okay. So the, number six is a song that I listened to on loop. As a nine-year-old boy. Like, literally. <laughs> uh, no, we, we didn't discover this. Uh, Was it while watching Sizzle Beach USA? No. No. <laughs> but speaking of Sizzle Beach, Kevin Costner is in this movie. <gasps> wow. Yeah. It is a Brian Adams song. Are we going to put Sizzle Beach USA... On this list? I mean, wait till we get to number one. Okay, I'm just saying. (laughs) The soundtrack for that movie, that Kevin Costner porno film, is fantastic. (laughs) No, I'm talking about... It has an original track by Kevin Costner. I didn't didn't really get to this song until much later, um, after the movie had already come out on video, and I watched the movie a ton on on video. Terrible movie. Uh, And it's um, 1991's... Nominated for Best Original Song for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, which... He phoned that in. Like, I mean, like he most Kevin Costner historical pieces that are not Westerns, he doesn't commit a ton. I don't think he committed to a lot of I mean, movies. even the Western that he did, the Wyatt Earp one, is not, yeah, not, not great. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the song Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams will make Everything you cry. I do. His smoky vocals. That the message that was of how great, much he would die song. for her. Like, not 
to be topped until that song gave me chills. Till right Bruno now, Mars would it. lay on a grenade for some girl. Oh no! What? No. Would somebody do anything more for love? I'm no, man. I, I, that song still gives me chills. I'm getting chills. That the last song, five minutes. That song is so great. From singing that song in my head. I just caught your chills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are contagious. That's that song is another one that does not fit the movie. <laughs> it's such a like '90s ballad. I will say this perfectly fits with our category right now. When I saw the the what's called the video that they had done for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I wanted to go see this movie in the theater because so it, had, bad. it had... There's no love. Exactly. Just because of this. I had my Nerf, my Nerf friggin' bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. I was out there singing the Brian Adams song. Yeah. I thought I had probably dressed up like Robin Hood, and I was out there just trying to shoot Nerf arrows there's and an, stuff. There's an epic key awesome. change in that song. Oh, yeah. So good. Such a great I song. I saw this movie in a drive-in. It came on after Doc Holliday. No. Tombstone? Were you a kid in like 1958? No, not Doc Holiday. Sorry, Tombstone? the the Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas J. Fox Keaton. movie where he. Oh, Doc Hollywood. Yes, that one. Doc Hollywood. <laughs> How am I correcting our new Al? This is terrible. <laughs> <sighs> so disappointed in new Al. <laughs> uh, this movie lost out to Beauty and the Beast, the Tale as Old as Time song, which is yeah, it's a really good movie, a really good song. Isn't Tale as Old as Time song? Isn't that Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast, the song, which is the Tale as nobody knows it as Beauty and the Beast. Everybody's I do. Like, I think everybody tale knows it as Tale as Oh, okay, maybe I'm the it's only one. Beauty you might and be the, the Beast. Only one. I'm on an island here, guys. Just me. Floating yeah, on, the main on. title, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I know the main title, Beauty and the Beast. You know what it says in the middle of it? Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's Angela Lansbury just. I, but I think there was a there was but there was a song that actually came out that was two other people. I think it was, it was like a duet, yeah. But it was um, it's like Vanessa Williams or something. Yeah, what was that guy that? Peebo Bryson. That was the guy that sang the song. Years Aladdin. Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. Good job, out uh, New Al. <laughs> uh, so number five, number five. Moving on to number five. Number five is probably the biggest gap between shittiest movie. This movie doesn't even count as a movie. Shittiest movie. I think this was a giant song. ad. This was a giant <laughs> ad. It was a giant ad campaign that was a fucking Nike ad for two hours. It was uh, with Bugs Bunny. It was a two-hour fucking Nike ad with Bugs Bunny. This is this is the R. Kelly song. I, can, I believe I can fly from Space Jam. Does anybody in here like Space Jam? Just wondering. It's a, it's one of those films where people saw, especially kid people that saw it as kids. Who were like wrapped up in the like Michael Jordan fever of him in the you know Chicago Bulls and winning championships and the whole like shoe craze and all that kind of shit. He retires. He does a movie and it's like oh making the next phase of his of his career. You know he's gonna be a big movie star. Every kid went to go see this movie in 1996, and the people that did I think have a super like strong emotional nostalgic connection to this movie and that's why they feel like it's great but i defy you any of you people who think that it's a great film go back and rewatch it it I is think trash if, uh, if anybody has basura a, if anybody thinks it's a good movie and wants to tweet Corey personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> now r kelly is also a garbage person but at this that, time nobody knew that though. that's right nobody knew that in 96 yeah and 
He hadn't he hadn't soiled his even even his music reputation Excuse by doing trapped in the closet. Excuse so, the pun. Yeah, pardon the pun. Soiled. Um, but I believe I can fly is one of the greatest pop songs ever written. <laughs> it is so good. Did he write it? It was probably it was probably uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Warren wrote. <laughs> written and produced by R. Kelly. Oh, so complete top to bottom R. Kelly. Okay, so you got to give him that song yeah, before I, I got, he started writing I, shit like absolutely was trapped it? in the closet. Trapped in the closet. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Okay, so number what are we on? Four, four, number four. Okay, number four is a movie that we've already just, we already touched on. Oh, which then is it's great. the movie Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Movie. Um, who was in this movie? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. But the the soundtrack for this movie included Coolio's. Gangster's Paradise. Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, that... Okay, Gangster's Paradise. Reason I went and saw this movie. That song was the biggest song of that year. I will say that when you see this movie, they overuse the song so fucking much. They play this song in this movie about 300 times. It's it's like that Simon and Garfunkel song in uh, Mrs. Robinson. Um, Scarborough Fair. They play Scarborough Fair like... Eight times in that movie. Yeah, but they play... But Simon and Garfunkel, didn't they write like most of the yeah. soundtrack for that no, whole no, no, movie, yeah. though? They have other songs in the movie, but they play one particular song like eight times in that fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, and Dangerous Minds is, is sort of one of, <laughs> one of those where they just gangsters paradise the fuck out of it. Because they want to prove that they're street. Now, is, is Dangerous <laughs> you Minds... You can't see my cool gangster arm fold right now on this podcast, but like I look hard as fuck Yeah, man, like right I said, now. all the all the, the, all the... <laughs> gesturing it's just for us yeah it's just just for you just for you now does dangerous minds count as a terrible movie yeah it's not great al well considering it was originally entitled my posse don't do homework holy shit really really yep (laughs) now that i know that it makes it all i mean it's okay but my posse don't do homework how how does somebody think that that is going to be a title for a movie? Like, oh, that's terrible. Because it was. Uh, I mean, Dangerous Minds, far better title. Also, got people like whatever executive was like, mm, Dangerous Minds, do that one instead. Well, was based right. Based on a true story from a book called My Posse Don't Do Homework. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible book title. Holy shit! Well, some some executive was right to change the title <laughs> of that. Because otherwise, nobody goes to see a movie called My Posse Don't Do Homework. Like, that's, that's not a movie anybody yeah, goes to see. But you can't, you can't judge a movie based on its original, na- its original name. Do you remember the movie Unforgiven? The Clint Eastwood's, yes, Clint Clint Eastwood's, Eastwood's directorial debut, I think? Yeah, and it was his return to his real return back to westerns, and it won him an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. It won Best Picture or whatever. Yeah, um, is that the one that he did after In the Line of Fire? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that movie's original title. The reason why he wouldn't make it. The original title to that movie was The Cut Whore Killings. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was originally supposed to be made by. Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> it was supposed to be Francis Ford Coppola that made the film, but because of the original title and everything, he would not make it. He couldn't get funding for it because cut it was called whore, The Cut Whore Killings. Killings. Or Clint Eastwood got it, and he sat on it for like seven years. I mean, there aren't very many movies with the word whore in the title. Best Little Whorehouse Best in Little Texas. Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> Besides which gave Best Little Whorehouse well, the one, The one movie we chose to not put on this list, which was The Bodyguard. 
pretty much has an unbelievable oh, because, soundtrack. Because Dolly Parton is in Best because, Little Whorehouse in Texas, and she wrote the song in The Bodyguard. She that's, wrote the that's main the connection song. connection you're making? Yes. I was trying to she figure out how the, you leaped from So she wrote Best the main Whorehouse song. Texas. Corey, let me, let me take you through this Best whole thing. Best of Whorehouse in Texas, by the way. Best of Whorehouse in Texas. R.I.P., right? Yeah, so we've brought it all the way around. Full circle. Full circle, okay. Now, if I don't think any, anybody else followed that, but... No, we we just... I barely followed We it. hopscotched our way all over that. But yeah, so going to The Bodyguard. <laughs> what, what are you saying about The Bodyguard now? I was saying that's one of those other movies that we left off this list because that is a movie that is fucking terrible. Great music. Yeah. Amazing music. Yeah, I, I think where that doesn't qualify necessarily is because that song was not written for that emotion picture. Well, no, it was absolutely written for the motion no, picture. No, 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 because Dolly Parton wrote it decades before. No, no. The, that arrangement. It, that adapt, adaptation of that sure. was made for that movie. Does and that, does all that qualify? That, I think that qualifies because that adaptation of that was made for that movie and every other song in that movie, which is also good, was made for that movie. How yeah. is that song not nominated? Yeah, then? what? That's, if, if they count an adaptation, like a new No, no, that's what, that's what we talked about. The reason why it was not nominated is because it isn't. They only have best original song. Because it wasn't an original song to that... No, not to that film. It's just not an original song. It has to be an original song. For oh, the it's because it's an adaptation. It doesn't count. Just like, exactly. Well, you, were, you were mentioning something about musicals and adaptations and, and... If a song was an original song from the stage play, then it can't be nominated for an Oscar. So they write songs specifically for... The movie version that can get nominated. Okay, so adaptations turned into original versions for a movie don't count. So that's why. So that's why anything that was an original it. movie. Hey, we're gonna take Les Mis and put Les Mis on into a movie. It, the songs from the movie cannot be nominated, but the they can write a new song. Did they write a new song? They wrote a new song yeah. then because is it all the shit that Russell Crowe was talking uh, through the whole time? No, it, it's the <laughs> okay. Anne Hathaway song. Anne Hathaway song was not is not in the stage production. I've never seen the stage production, so because like she has like drippy snot and she's crying through the thing. <laughs> no, that's crazy. that's the scene. Are you that, about, wait, Anne uh, Anne Hathaway wasn't in that. It was Liv Tyler, Liz? right? No. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. No, it was no. Liv Tyler. No, Anne Hathaway was <laughs> no. Jeff. No, I'm pretty sure it was Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Oh, it was Anne Hathaway. I, I thought it was not the same. I thought it was Liv Tyler with a with a with a with shaved, a shaved head. head. No, no. Oh, no. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. She sings a song that I believe got nominated or not. Oh, okay. I don't know. Lily Miz is terrible. And so Anne Hathaway is the one that was in Empire Records, though, right? No. No. That, Anne Hathaway is the one that was in Empire Records? No. 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 That would be Liv Tyler. That's, so which one was in the Aerosmith video with Alicia Silverstone? Alicia Silverstone. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we know which one is Liv Tyler and Al, which one is Anne Hathaway. Me. Okay. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to number three. What do you got? How would you say it if you're going to say it's sexier? Moving on. There we go. To song number three. That didn't feel sexy. Sexier. What you got? Okay, so uh, there was a movie that came out that had so much sex appeal. (laughs) So much sexiness in the 80s. Back in a time when they were... I mean, it's the 80s. What movie didn't? (laughs) They were doing... They were doing... They were doing this dancing. They were doing this hot, sexy dancing. And Ooh. it was all white people. It was real dirty. Which was weird. It was real it was, dirty. It was all these white people dancing all <laughs> crazy-like in the 50s, in a, in a, up in the mountains, it's, in a place called, like, Manischewitz. <laughs> <laughs> the Jewish, they named the town after the Jewish wine? Something like that. <laughs> but 
The whole idea is that the place was like this, this place where only doctors and lawyers went, and then the crew, the dance crew, was... <laughs> the, the town was called White Privilege. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it was uh, Dirty Dancing. In Dirty yeah. Dancing, if you were to take the music away from that movie, it would be a awful movie. Awful. Yeah. The that movie is, is barely palatable. I forget when I watch that movie that it's based in the 50s a ton during the course of that movie. It is the most 80s, 1950s <laughs> you, yeah. ever. Not to mention that time of your life at the end of the movie is done with, there. It, there's nothing 50s about that song. Nothing. And what's funny is that if like Patrick Swayze's got a white shirt that he kind of rolls up, I guess, so that's 50s, but, but he's got a mullet. And a uh, leather jacket. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but yeah. what's weird about yeah. that movie okay. is that in the end, he puts on a record so they could do Time of Your Life. And then by the end of the song, the band is playing the song. The synth drums. No, but how often are you playing a band to a record? Oh, that's true, huh? That's hilarious. They start with a record, and by the time the band is playing the song. Yeah, we got this. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I got this. When the trumpet comes in on the record, the trumpet player starts playing on the off to the side. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> it's bad filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> We've discovered it's a terrible film. But it's the, got so much nostalgia. So many people love that film. And the reason they love it is because of the music of that film. This is like the 80s Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, it it, it really... <laughs> no, because it's this not, it's not mom porn. No, no, no. It no, is no, not no, mom no. porn. It kind of is, because Patrick Swayze well, is all, like, yeah. sweaty. <laughs> not really. And every, everybody's like, oh, I That's wish... That's true, because they didn't give us I wish anything. the bad boy would come sweep me away from my repressive parents and teach me how to dirty dance true with story. my body. Okay. It's, you know, it's the 80s equivalent of, of fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, but what's funny about that movie? Until I saw the behind the mu- music or behind the movie of it, oh yeah, VH1. I didn't. I didn't even know that it was supposed to be a a Jewish play, a Jewish like well, retreat. They, they live and in Manischewitz. Come on, that should have given you. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't know that that was what it was supposed to be. I didn't know it was supposed. To, the reason they didn't like, I thought they didn't like him because he was a a dancer. I didn't know they didn't like him because he was not Jewish. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the underlying. Thing? That's literally the underlining <laughs> point of the movie. Oh damn! Wait, what? You guys didn't know that no. like his dancing okay. is just fabulous. He's a bad boy turning her he's not worthy so, of our religion. So apparently they were even worse well. filmmakers because this point didn't get across to anybody. <laughs> no idea. Until I didn't get this part of the movie. Wow. I didn't get that from the film that there was like this this struggle between like a a, a Jewish family and and, and how and how, Gentiles. how they're painting Jewish people as non-inclusionary. It's made by somebody who's Jewish. Well, no, 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 I'm not saying that it, it I'm just saying like, they're, that's the, the way that they're structuring that is that this group. That the family wants her Jewish to marry people. someone who's Jewish. And that's why the guy who's the waiter mm-hmm. shows her the fountainhead, the book, the fountainhead, and right. says that this is a book showing you how this is how the world should be and that you care only about certain people and other people don't matter. Oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the clues were there. See, I, I didn't completely, even I didn't catch that. No, I was too 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 busy Maybe trying, I don't trying think to of the put world baby in a corner, things. you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it doesn't work. I don't think that dance dancing has a deeper level, so maybe that's why I just completely you know disregarded that. How can you focus on story when there's Patrick Swayze hips happening? You know? <laughs> he, he does that like hip thing. It's hypnotic. You know, if there was, I bet it's there's hypnotic. An, no it's, pun intended. You are all puns tonight. I'm, I'm on <laughs> fire tonight. Uh, yeah. 
on that's, fire that's and all, you're dancing in here. That's all I got. I was dirty dancing. I was trying to do that little <laughs> hip thing that he does. There's got to be an animated gif out there where like it's just Patrick Swayze doing that hip thing that he does. I really wish you if wouldn't there's... be dancing here. It's kind of creeping me out a little bit. I'm sorry if my pelvic thrusts <laughs> were too much for you, but nobody puts Corey in a corner. Oh, my God. <clears throat> all right, how, long have you, how long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> I mean, I may have said it a couple seconds ago, just worded differently, <laughs> but you can edit that so I sound better. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's number three. Dirty Dancing, time time of my life. Or I've had, in parentheses, no, the time I've of my life. That one. Yeah. It's a duet. It's a, that's, that's a great karaoke song. That's just a great song. It's like, you know, you and a lady... Going up doing karaoke because that's a cool date or some shit. And you do that song. What's yeah. great about that song is that anywhere you're at, you put on that record and a band will appear. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they'll just start playing. playing. It. Like, oh, I know this song. Cool. Hey, you know this song? Sweet. Bring, bring up your trumpet. I'm glad you brought this trumpet anywhere. to this bowling alley karaoke session. Let's jam. <laughs> In the end, the guy actually walks over and goes... You have sheet music on this? And the guy goes, I don't know. He's just directing. In the, the middle band. in the middle of it. With his little stylus thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the cut scene, though, is Patrick Swayze leaning over to the band and being like, this is a, a blues riff in B-flat. Yeah. Watch me for the change to try to keep up. All right, okay, n- num- so, number two. Number two. Getting to the pinnacle of this list. Number two. People may argue with why this song, why this movie is number two on our list, but back in the 80s, there was a movie that came out that had several young Attractive, sexy men. I think that uh, Vanessa over here will agree with us on that. Because will you, will you oh, attest yes. to the sexiness of this cast? Yes, definitely. Do you concur? I very much concur, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so it had guys like Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Slater. No. Yeah. No? No. This one did. I'm getting, I'll get to that. I'll get to that one. I'll get to that one. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, he's he's the, one of the best parts of that. Yeah, he really of is. This movie? He really is one of the best parts. So of the movie. under underrated as as an actor himself. So the movie I'm obviously that I'm talk, we're talking about is Young Guns. Kiefer Sutherland started. Oh. So that movie was huge in the '80s. Um, it prompted a sequel. Oh. oh it prompted oh, oh. a sequel. We're not doing Young Guns. We are, no, we're not Young talking Guns, about I Young Guns. Argued, Young Guns. Good movie. Young Guns. <laughs> great movie. Mm. Love Young Guns. Fantastic mm. story. It was fun. It was exactly what it needed to be. It was a fun Western movie. It even had it even had the 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 British dude that's in every British dude movie, <laughs> where where they need a British dude. Hugh Grant. <laughs> you you love Hugh Grant as much as I like Chris Pine. That's true. Okay, so he's just my go-to British guy. British guy, Hugh Grant, him or Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh yeah, Scott. Yeah, gotcha. the Love Actually guy. Yeah, Love Actually guy. Is that his name? Stamp. Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. I think he's in Young Guns. Terrence he plays Stamp. the. Thanks, Al. I think. Yes. Terrence Stamp. Doesn't he play the older guy that gets shot? The Tunstall. Tunstall. Dude? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So prompted a sequel called Young Guns Two. Young Guns Two was fucking terrible. Okay. It was yeah. awful. Not. It's not great. And the old age makeup. On Emilio Estevez <laughs> was, was distractingly bad, and it didn't have all the same characters. <laughs> That's a really good impression of how he sounded. <laughs> Young Guns. <laughs> That's a really good impression of how he sounded. That's how he sounds like in a lot of his movies. I'm really a kid. It's me. <laughs> like it's so bad. He didn't sound like that in Mighty Ducks. No, maybe, maybe Mighty Ducks three. I don't think but he was in Mighty Ducks three. 
That was, like, that was very what I said. briefly. Like, uh, like here's yeah. your college you just scholarship. Like, okay, bye. Uh, not even college. They went to like a prep, yeah. a prep school, and they're all junior high age. I don't know. It was like a I middle was saying school, that obviously. because I hadn't seen My Ducks three, but oh yeah, they they go to like <laughs> you two a, a obviously have. Uh, what? How yeah. do you say you have it? Oh, I mean, you're speaking to Kings, someone Kings fan. Yeah, Kings fans not going to watch a Ducks movie. You're speaking to someone who was in D two. So yeah, I'm you were familiar in the audience. With, <laughs> you were in D two. Yeah. He was, was one of the white shirts that's waving. In the I back. was in <laughs> the audience in Mighty Ducks D2. That's yeah. pretty cool. <clears throat> I'm somewhere like you can briefly see probably like my lower torso uh, in, in the scene where the uh, the Bash brothers start ripping off all their gear and like freaking out and they go to the penalty box. Okay. I don't even remember that movie well enough I'm, to know that. I'm behind the penalty box I'll have to uh, watch that movie again. in that scene like two rows up. Um, interestingly enough. Uh, a sort of serendipitous moment here. My wife and her siblings are also in the crowd during the same shoot. I think everybody in Anaheim was in that crowd at that time. They, they might Apparently have been. Apparently we weren't. We weren't. No. You, you guys weren't. So I was not in another everybody. movie. I was on the set of Young Guns 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you played Emilio Estevez's old man nose, right? Like, it, exactly, you, I you did. You just played his nose. Right? Actually, I was just holding the lighting for him. I was shining it on <laughs> A him bounce at card, the time. Just like, yeah, I was how's that? I was suggesting that they use, it's the, not helping. use John Bon Jovi. For the song. We haven't even talked about the song. <laughs> exactly. All right, whatever. Segway into go, go, what go we're talking what about. What the fuck is the song? It's John Bon Jovi's song. It's a great song. Blaze of Glory is a fantastic, fantastic song. It's an it's a pretty epic song. It's I keep epic. on thinking you're saying Blades of Glory, like that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Blades of Glory. Yeah, I get that now. <laughs> it's Blaze Thank of you. Glory. Going down, down. in a blaze. Okay, we copyright. Okay, gotcha. Go okay, so <laughs> that is the song. And uh, look it up. Go to your Spotify. Check it out. Download it. And I that's mean, if you haven't heard this song, this is like... If you haven't heard Blaze oh, of Glory, man. you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you know, you're ignorant to the Blaze of Glory greatness. You're an idiot of not for not knowing any 80s hair bands. I mean, that song is so good. <laughs> In in the most '80s nostalgia way. Well, as our list is, is saying, like this Released movie, in 1990. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this song. I don't know how they got this song for this movie when this movie was so bad. Well, didn't didn't he do the song for the for the first one too? It's only <clears throat> one song, "Old Lang Syne," that I remember from that movie. From Young Guns. Yeah. Hmm. The first movie doesn't really have a soundtrack. Apparently, Emilio Estevez wanted to buy "Wanted Dinner Alive" and. John Bon Jovi refused, so he wrote this song in place of Dead or Alive. So now we have what we would all agree to be a fantastic Blaze of Glory. Yeah, Bla- Blaze of Glory is, is fantastic. I think perfect, I mean, not that this list is in, in any particular order uh, in, in ranking, but um, number two would be a good spot for Blaze of Glory. Yes. You know, it just happens to fall <clears throat> right where it needs to. Yeah, and, and the number one we've all agreed on. Number one. Number one, we've all agreed on what song has is gotta be the worst movie ever made. With the best song. With the best fucking soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack as a whole is great. But the the main the title track is awesome. Yeah, going back to nineteen eighty four. One of the The color most colorful movies of one all of time. The most colorful movies. Most colorful movies <laughs> yeah. of all time. It isn't the color purple. <laughs> number one is Purple, purple Rain. Rain. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can ever argue this, that it's the best song that is Oscar-worthy 
to come from a shitty movie. To come movie. from a shitty movie. <laughs> Although, think, Purple Rain, none of the songs on... Okay, Purple Rain as an album, great album. Um, not nominated for an Academy Award. Prince didn't get an Academy Award for that movie? In 1984, or the movie... He should have gotten a Best Actor. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> the, the movies that How get about- nominated instead in 1984... Uh, Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters. Which was... Footloose gets two. Let's hear it for the boy and Footloose. Which, by the way... Good songs. Shitty movie. Could have made the list, but, you know. Um, Against all... Phil Collins' uh, song, Against All Odds. And I Just Called to Say I Love You by The Woman in Red, written by Stevie Wonder. Prince, nowhere on that list. I would say that Prince... Anything on Purple Rain... Is better than Ghostbusters song. The Ghostbusters theme, would you yeah. say? Like I would when, say anything. When doves cry. I would is, say Darling Nikki is better. Darling, Darling Nikki. Nikki is better than it. Like way better than the Ghostbusters song. Ghostbusters song. Same five words over and over. Yeah, and over I mean, like it's and it's, it's not Oscar Calvary. And we all know that it was a Huey Lewis ripoff. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just uh, they they went I, to Ray Parker and they were like. We want something that sounds like Huey Lewis, like this song. And he was like, sweet, pulled out a mountain of cocaine and just wrote that song in a night. I right? mean, just to cover our bases, we don't know that he did a mountain of cocaine. I mean, allegedly. Did a mountain of, <laughs> I don't know how you come, with, come up with that song without doing a mountain of cocaine, especially in 1984. Maybe a molehill. A molehill? Just yeah. a, you know. Just a little one, yeah. Well, a, I. A, a smidge. I don't know how Morris Day in the Time didn't get also nominated for an Oscar. In the motherfucking time. Right? Morris Day in the motherfucking, motherfucking time. Motherfucking time. Yeah, Morris Day. They they should have gotten something. Supporting actors, right? Like just as a group. Yeah, Morris Day should have gotten some kind of actor nod for that movie. <laughs> no, but it honestly, is, the music from that from that should have gotten an some, Academy Award. some kind of Academy Award for an original song. Absolutely. That it, is the most iconic soundtrack music anything from a movie. I mean, look, we weren't going to switch the envelope because. That wasn't what we were set up to do this week, but and actually that year was good for original songs. I'm saying maybe switch the envelope to Prince's Purple Rain for best song over I Just Called to Say I Love You, which is one of the weaker Stevie Wonder songs. That is the weakest Stevie Wonder song. I'm just saying. Of his of his most popular songs, I think that is the weakest Stevie Wonder song. And I think the that Prince, the Prince songs are better than the Footloose songs. We have the one of the best Prince songs against one of the weakest Stevie Wonder songs. I think you gotta give it to Prince. You definitely have to. Hey, we yes. get to switch the envelope after we all. Do. Yay, uh, hey, so we did it. We did it. Yay. A little too much, man. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> you wanted me to up the energy. I just thought. Just really wanted to switch that envelope. Well, that is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Switch well, the envelope. <laughs> and if you like hearing the name switch the envelope, you can actually write the name as you're Instagramming us at switch, switch the, the envelope. At switch the envelope. Yeah. And Instagram. Or if you're on our Twitter, you can go to switch envelope. Yeah. Know the. No, the. It's, it's not significant it's on Twitter. Apparently, switch the envelope too long for a Twitter handle. Huh. Yeah. I knew. So we have to fuck up our own show name to get a Twitter handle because Twitter can't handle the truth. more than you know a certain amount of letters. It doesn't. Yeah, they can't handle the truth. Well, before we finish, one thing we've never done on this podcast is actually talk about how the Academy Awards is decided, actually picked, so how the nominees are chosen. Yeah, I have a vague idea. Of like, it's an inclusive club of people who are part of the Academy. Yes. And they vote for their own people. But I don't really know, like, like how do the nominees even get submitted? Well, that's why I think that as the average listener, average listener listening to this doesn't 
I don't think the average person knows how the Academy is decided upon, how it's chosen. And a lot of the reasons why people yell at the screen when they're watching the Academy Awards is they're thinking to themselves, why is this? Why are they even nominated? Why am I watching a person fuck a fish? Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. And that's what the issue was last year. Most people were like, why is this fish movie winning all the awards? So how do they get nominated? So, yeah. Vanessa, would you help us to talk about how the Academy chooses a film or any insight you might have? Yes. Well, it is a long, tedious process. Um, so each category, those um, people nominate in their own category. So the actors vote for actors, actresses, actresses, sound, sound. You're talking about people in the, the Academy. And what you mean by category is how the Academy refers to each section as a branch. So there is an actor's branch or a director's branch. So if you're an actor, you'd be in the actor's branch and vote for best actor and best supporting actor. Yes. So if you're part of the Academy, then you nominate your top 10 choices. Those 10 top 10 choices are then taken and if 75% of the number one on everyone's ballot is the number one, then that person automatically goes through to be one of the nominees. Mm. So they then go through those top 10 and see who gets the most oh, so it, for it's, each section and then everyone gets to vote on best picture. It's kind of like our, um, our like, uh, like primary system in... Um, uh, in politics, right? Yes. Where like you, you do a whole bunch of candidates and if somebody gets over 50 something percent, they automatically get, get voted in. But if nobody uh, achieves that number, then they have a runoff yes. later. It is a runoff vote. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, all right. That's a system I can understand. Okay. Sure. And with the exception of best picture, the actors will only be voting for best actor. The director will only be voting for best director and so on. And that's also why you have, instances where you have the white only oscar hashtag that was going on because the majority of the people that are part of the academy like are old white men why do you think the academy is mostly old white men because they because they are offered a position in the academy and then you're kind of in it for life so all those people that have been in it have been in it since like the 50s and 60s and 70s when there weren't too much um yeah the diversity they didn't have enough yeah. diversity in the time yes so because or, there's no diversity or they were just overtly racist back then <laughs> <laughs> well they were overtly racist back then and then it turned into being covertly racist yeah, yeah. and then they went to being um apologetically uh, apologetically diverse, diverse. <laughs> and now they're back to being you know Whatever it is, they are. Well, so, we'll find out in you know February whenever they announce the uh, Oscar nominees or, or January. Something January twenty like second. Yeah. I maybe I shouldn't say this in case someday I become an, an Academy <laughs> voter. Um, are you kidding? You One day you will. Our, you didn't get your paper from Mighty Ducks. No, no. I got mine. I didn't. I I've didn't got get a one. <laughs> I didn't get a paper. No. I, when you're was, in a film, I was passed. Me for your SAG. I've been passed card. twice for waivers. Yeah, so you get like yeah. little the little paper. I was in the girl next door. Yeah, I, I remember that. So I remember I seeing you're little, like, are you holding like a solo cup or something? Yeah, I was playing quarters at the party scene. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing you. In it was that. a real stretch as an actress. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> really had to pull through for that one. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was in a TV show <laughs> just after high school <laughs> that uh, starred Joe from Facts of Life. 
and uh, John Hamm before John Hamm was John Hamm. The, the show is called The Division. It was a Lifetime original show. You know, I got 50 bucks for it. <laughs> nice. I ended up getting paid more because... They needed me for one specific thing and then couldn't use, didn't need to use me for that anymore. So. Well, you got a stunt bump for playing quarters, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I ended up getting paid for more hours than I was there. I was nice. like, sweet. Nice. But I didn't get paid for the Justin Timberlake music videos. So you were in a Justin Timberlake music video? I was his first solo music video. What, what, what song? The... I think it was like, Like I Love You. Hmm. I don't remember that song. I know that he brings sexy back at one point in his career, but I feel feel like that's not probably his first. No, he already <laughs> had the Crimea River. Off that. I think it's off the Crimea same River soundtrack. album. See, I remember yeah. Crimea River, but yeah, I, I don't remember the that's other off song. the same. That's off the same album. Hmm. All right. So um, I think if we are wrapping this up, let's. Oh, there's only one thing left to do. We're gonna say thank you to our guest Vanessa. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks for pop, being our Al this week. Pop, pop it's culture my genius. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> pop culture genius who helped us out through all the through all the muck yeah and you know maybe, maybe al will uh will come back from from the uh computer hospital next week without making sounds randomly we called on al last episode and we had to kind of power through without him he just stiffed us and he's been temperamental <laughs> and i just i don't know so hopefully he gets his act his act together when he comes back next week exactly so um next week we will explore the deep depths of the Academy once again hmm. by exploring a different year and a different category. That being said, I think we only have one thing left to do. We, we got to dedicate this podcast. So I think what we're going to do this week is, although my love is always there for Sam Elliott. There's another mustache that's captured your heart this week. Um, oh, man. I should dedicate this to Mr. Burt Reynolds. should. But I'm not going to. Oh, because our entire podcast, burn the wow. entire the entire burn, thing, burn. not Burt Reynolds. You know why? Because Burt Reynolds has been in our hearts the entire podcast. We did this entire thing because his movie inspired us. R.I.P. He is in. Yes, pour a little out. <laughs> All right. So that's a good sound effect. Well, we're we totally doing sound design next week. Be aren't a fully we? artist. <laughs> I know dick about sound design. I don't know anything about movies that have great sound design. So. <laughs> Okay, so this week, we're going to dedicate our podcast to the one and only Patrick Swayze for his work in Dirty Dancing, but not only his work in Dirty Dancing, we're dedicating this podcast to his one and only theme song to Dirty Dancing, She's Like the Wind, which came out in 1987. (laughs) The one and only actor who was able to carry the film and carry an emotional song, like She's Like the Wind. Totally thought you were going to dedicate it to his abs. Yeah. I would never dedicate it to his abs. His hips. Those have their own dedication. <laughs> you were going Dirty Dancing. I thought you might have uh, dedicated it to that trumpet player who picked up that record <laughs> and went with it. <laughs> no, maybe I should have dedicated it to the, the, entire the band. instructor. <laughs> the instructor who was, who was, who was directing a song that was on the record player. Oh, shit. I totally got the, sound, the, the sheet music for this song. Guys, guys, gather, gather around. <laughs> The following has been Riff Laugh Production.